0: Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm
1: Eric. And this week's game is Spy vs. Spy for the NES.
0: Spy vs. Spy was ported by Kimco and published by them in Japan in April of 1986. It was then published by them and Mattel in North America in September of 1988. Nice. And then in PAL territories in July of 1990. Woof. Yes. Woof indeed, because this game is a port of a Commodore 64 game. Yeah. It was... a. Uh, Possibly solely crafted by one man, Michael Rydell. Okay. But there's not a lot of history of this game out there. Right on. But it was published for the Commodore 64 by the company First Star in 1984. Oh, okay. So those poor people in Europe and Australia <laughs> were getting this game in 1990. That was really made in 1984. That's rough. Now, along with the NES ports, there was uh, ports to... Every computer system, even the Atari's systems, but also like the Armistrad, ZX Spectrum, you name it, this had they had a port for this thing. Sure, sure. And of course, this game is based off of the long-running comic strip in Mad Magazine, Spy vs. Spy.
1: Yes, everyone's favorite.
0: Yes, I think we'll go into our, our personal histories with Mad Magazine here, but a little later. But uh, Spy vs. Spy, the strip, debuted in 1961, and it was created by a Cuban expatriate. Antonio Prohias. Cool. So the entire conceit of the comic strip is that there are two spies, a white spy and a black spy. Right. they're constantly trying to kill the other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, being a uh, cartoonist and journalist that fled Cuba, the whole world of spycraft was uh, very interesting to Antonio. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, the Cold War, you know, there was a lot of intrigue. Indeed, uh, and there were other characters uh, introduced that are not in the game. There's the leaders. Mm-hmm. There's a white spy and black spy leader, and they always Man. have like the chest full of medals. Oh, right.
1: Yes, I I do remember that now.
0: now that and then know. every once in a while you get gray spy, which was the woman.
1: I don't remember a gray spy. Yeah, not. Uh, I, I don't doubt you, sir.
0: And he made these comics solely. By himself, which is what solely means, from uh, all the way up until 1987, so 61 to 87.
1: That's a good run.
0: And then for ones we were reading fresh in our childhood, Duck Edwing took over the strip, and he did them until 2000 or 2002.
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Well Nick, what kind of game is Spy versus Spy? I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's it's a it's hard to explain. It's a versus I you could kind of call it a search and destroy game perhaps?
0: Yeah, it is a very odd game. It is a two player versus game or one player versus the computer. Yeah. And the point of the game is that hidden throughout the level is a few things you need to collect and depending on the difficulty you play at you have to collect a different amount of things. Mm-hmm. You need to collect secret papers, yeah, a key, some money, and a passport. All spy gear. And if you collect all four of those things and find the door with the airplane on it, you can leave and the level and you win.
1: Yes, it's a race too, because there is a time limit.
0: Yes, and the items are all hidden in rooms throughout the level. And each room is loaded one by one, kind of Zelda style. Yeah, and they are hidden in different places like behind picture frames in furniture Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in uh, bookcases filing cabinets stuff like that. But what makes this game very interesting is that you're not just finding those things. You are also trying to set traps behind all those exact same items. You will find the required items to leave a level and the booby traps are great because that's your main way of foiling the versus opponent
1: yeah you know they're they're looking around for the same items as you and you're in different parts of a of a map that you're both kind of exploring room by room so you can leave traps and there are even some already in place
0: yes and when you uh encounter a trap if you do not have the correct remedy you are killed by it that's right but it is not a permanent
1: death no you are out of the game for i think 10 seconds but you lose 30 seconds off of your clock, your timer.
0: Which is actually the worst uh, part of that. It can be. So let's talk about these booby traps real quick and how they play out and where you can use them. Let's do it. You have the bomb. Yeah, this is a classic cannonball with a fuse looking bomb. Yes. It can be used everywhere except for doors. So you can put it behind paintings, behind filing cabinets or bookshelves or even furniture. Yeah. The remedy for that is a water bucket which you will find around. Now you can only have one remedy on you at a time. Yeah, and usually you, you
1: will be holding that visibly. Yes. Uh, and the bomb can typically be found
0: in the red firebox on the wall. Yes, and next up we have the spring, and classic, it, yeah, classic, spring. It <laughs> shoots you across the room with such force that it murders you. Yeah. And it also can be used anywhere except for door frames.
1: Yeah, and it can be remedied
0: with the wire cutters, which you will find in the white toolbox on the wall yes next up we have the water bucket which is also rigged with uh some sort of battery because not only are you drenching your opponent you're electrocuting them as well yeah and this is a different color of water bucket
1: mm-hmm.
0: this is a dark colored one yeah yeah
1: the deadly one
0: and it can only be used on doors yeah
1: classic prank
0: but you know the spies take it to another level turned deadly but don't worry there is a remedy the classic umbrella yeah use. Just- Uh, If you get a bad feeling, you you get out the umbrella
1: and you head through. You usually find an umbrella at the coat rack.
0: Yeah. And then finally, we
1: have the time bomb. A a little more devious item, kind of. Mm -hmm. And that can be used anywhere. Yeah, it traps the whole room. And when you or an opponent enters the room, your face will turn blue. And that lets you know there's a time bomb in here. And you have to get out immediately, which will defuse the bomb. But if you don't, you just explode and die.
0: Yeah. And leaving is the only remedy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you want to keep an eye. This one is actually kind of useless in a way, unless they're like coming down ladders and they can't climb back out fast enough. That's, that's the real place to put it.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, when you use these booby traps, it is a little odd because you don't select them from a menu. You cycle (laughs) through them.
1: It's yes. It's pretty strange because you have to keep pressing B you cycle through them. And then you'll go to the map, and and then finally on the sixth sixth press of the B button, it will reset.
0: And then once you have selected it, like let's say you press it once, you get dynamite, twice its giant spring, Mm -hmm. three times bucket of water, and four times time bomb. So you can carry more than one of these. Yeah, yeah. And once you have that in your hands, you'll see it when you're standing in front of the thing. Yeah. And then you hit the A button, and that will then set the trap. You will put it behind the object or set it wherever it it is.
1: Yes, and... It's only it gets a little trickier when you start carrying the secret items because you have to set them down, do the trap and then pick them back up.
0: Yeah. And they can be stolen during that time. Yeah. So you got to be careful. Now, this game, as we said, is versus you versus a computer or you versus a normal human. Mm -hmm. So when you are playing versus a, like I said, PC opponent or a Mm -hmm. normal or abnormal human. It is always split screen. Yes, the manual
1: calls this SimulVision, trademarked. Or SimuPlay. Yes, simul Play as well, yes. So at first glance, you might be like, well, it's split screen, so I can see their stuff. But they really kind of lean into it and are like, you're supposed to. And it's honestly not that big of a, an advantage in this game because all the rooms look so similar. <laughs> like-
0: yes. But what's really cool is that it, it was an early split screen game. Yeah. With it- Versus.
1: Yeah, it's pretty interesting.
0: But when you and the opponent enter the same space, you can coexist in one room. Yeah. And when you do, you can no longer use your booby traps or your special items, your remedies. No, that's when it's time to put up your dukes. It's time for hand-to-hand combat. Yes. And if you are the first one to hit or you hit enough, the the other spy will bend over in pain. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you notice, you have a at this point you have a power meter that shows your health.
1: You do have a health meter.
0: And if all of your power runs out, then you will disappear for ten seconds again, and also lose thirty seconds of time.
1: Yeah, but it's not just your fists that you can attack with. There are two weapons you can find in mm-hmm. some. I mean, I think every. I don't know if every map has both weapons, but there is a stick, I guess, or yep. a club, C- club of some sort, and and a dagger. And yes. uh, the stick will double your attack power and the dagger triples it.
0: And like, if the enemy has a weapon, you need to avoid them at all costs because there's just, there's no way you're going to compete. No, no, not at all. Like it's zero chance of winning a fight when you're unarmed and they are armed. And in fact, if you find the, the dagger or, or the club first, you know, the game it's is time yours to, to lose.
1: Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Now, as we mentioned, there is a time limit on each level, and it's different for what level you're playing. Mm -hmm. And as we kind of mentioned before, the fifth press of your B
1: button in your cycle will bring you to the map screen. And while we won't get into detail about it here, the maps always indicate what rooms have items, traps, and the location of the other player. So you can plan things out from there. So you're not just running through blind in these very similar-seeming rooms. Like uh, it's a it's a key strategy point for sure.
0: Well, Nick, this is a game made by Kimco. That's right. Published by Mattel in America, but it is based on an actual comic strip. Yeah. So it's hard to say which way this will go. Is this a good manual or not good manual?
1: I think it's okay.
0: Um. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I had some troubles with my memory, so I did look at it myself. Sure. And I mean, it's pretty to the point. It's 17 pages, an interesting blue and white. Mm -hmm. My favorite part of it is that there is a little picture of some very realistic handguns. Yeah. In the corner of every page.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. And it's like you get your like mission objective looks like a torn piece of paper. Yeah. And the thing. So it's it's themed somewhat. Lots of screenshots for what that's worth. And
0: now, what would you say is the biggest downside of this manual? Well, I'll tell
1: you, it does refer to them as Bobby traps at one point.
0: Well, that's good. But <laughs> maybe that's uh, British. But for me, it was the fact that there is no artwork from the comic strip Spy vs. Spy.
1: Yeah, no spy. I, I It's baffling.
0: Now, to make up for it, in the setting booby traps portion, there is a very tiny cartoon version of a spy. Yeah. It's very rudimentary. But, man, I was really hoping for, like, a lot more illustrations.
1: Yeah, it seems like an easy gimme, you know?
2: Mm
0: -hmm. It's a short one, too, isn't it?
1: It is. Like I said, it's 17 pages, which sounds like a lot, but a lot of it is explaining their weird controls. (laughs) So, yeah, that's pretty much all it does. And, I mean, it does tell you about the booby traps, the remedies, and...
0: Although it does do one of my favorite things in a manual, whereas when it shows you the controller and then has lines coming off each button, telling you what every single button does. Yeah, it's like sweet specs. I do love that. Yeah, it looks
1: it's like I said, I think it's fine, but it could have been much better. It's missing a lot of flair. That's for sure. It does have the game levels and spy ranking at the end, which based on your time, it gives you ranks that I guess used to be directly indicated in the the commodore 64 version i i watched a playthrough of a couple levels of it to compare and that would like tell you it'd be like you're a what a guy spy or you spy harder Hmm. and this one
0: you just gotta refer to the manual huh (laughs) yeah all right Well, Nick, what is your personal history with the video game Spy versus Spy and the comic strip Spy versus Spy?
1: Well, I remember renting this game once
2: mm-hmm.
1: and being confused, intrigued, but it, it quickly went on a list of this game was a it's a licensed game, so it's that must be it, you know. I didn't get well. It.
0: Luckily, no one else got it either. So when it was on clearance, <laughs> I picked it up because oh, I star. loved Spy versus Spy so much. So this was one of the few I owned as a child. Oh, awesome. And I had rented it before. I just um the two-player aspect of it was really fun. Me and my best friend, we played it a lot versus each other.
1: I can I can totally see that.
0: When you don't have, you know, Goldeneye or anything else to compare <laughs> it to. Uh this level of split screen action was pretty amazing. As like there was very few versus two-player games. They weren't sports games on the yeah, Nintendo. Absolutely. Yeah, I owned it and I played it a ton. And the reason I bought it was because I loved spy or spy and i think both of us were avid mad magazine readers
1: yeah um i had a kind of weird relationship with mad because i was gifted from a friend a I don't know a hundred issues or something from yeah
0: i'm so jealous of that stash like
1: late late 60s through the 70s up i don't know it was a strange like they were all over the place but they, I, I actually rarely read current ones because i wasn't able to get magazines like at the or comics typically at a store
0: yeah my mom was always uh supportive of me reading in any form she could get me to read in I read a lot but um I don't know why or how but for some reason I guess my uncle or someone because of their childhood like of the magazine she thought it was a like, great for me to be reading it I don't know yeah, it's like I think comic if she actually if she actually read one she probably would not have liked me reading it right but I was always down to get them uh, especially the ones that were collections of movie parodies sure sure Always a huge fan. And I do remember going to your house for one of the first times and seeing the giant pile of yeah. Mad magazines that was kept next to or kind of behind your waterbed.
1: Yeah, it was uh, a ton of them. They were, Most of them didn't have covers. So it was just like reading. I, I read so many parodies of movies that I would later see, like most of the James Bond. There was one one big issue where they had a parody of like each of all, of all the Bond movies that had a existed in a pre-golden eye world mm-hmm. but spy versus spy was always one of my favorite things in every issue right up there with the the margin uh sergio aragones yes yeah, it was great stuff i
0: loved yeah. it all i did same here uh it was spy versus spy sergio aragones art and then the fold-in
1: top three parts of the ah, magazine for me i love the fold-in and that that was the the big curse of that only a few of them had a cover so it wasn't wasn't and happening then- for me
0: I hate to sound like an old man yells at cloud, but it is kind of sad that there are not uh, really that many. There's not a constant stream of new man magazines for the youngins to read these days. Mm, It's getting harder and harder to find them for them. The world will never be the same. Never again. Nick, what was your more recent experience with Spy vs. Spy for the Nintendo Entertainment System? Well, I beat this game. All eight levels?
1: Uh, Yeah. Only mildly cheating, kind of. I used maps for the later
0: ones, the big ones. Uh, I did not beat all eight levels. Oh, yeah? I I beat, like, the first two and the last two. Uh, Because when I went back to this game, there was only two things I couldn't remember that I had checked the manual for. But everything else was, like, came right back to me. Oh, nice. So, I mean, it was... I was destroying this uh, the enemy, the computer, in no time. It was was not even a a competition. Uh, Same with my children. Uh, (laughs) They each played it with me once and then not again because it was not fun to them, especially with me destroying them so handily.
1: Well, that's, yeah, I, I can see that. Once I learned some things about the dagger and such, I was like, just try to find the dagger and then the game is yours unless it takes you 15 minutes to kill this guy enough.
0: Yeah. So I only played it uh like two or three times. No need to save state.
1: I yeah, I did it all in one go, man. It only it only took like an hour <laughs> like Yeah. It's a it's a brief game.
0: Well, I just got Hades recently, so I'm Ooh. trying to not play it constantly. <laughs> folks here we are in the general chat portion of our show and i would just like to start by saying that this truly is a commodore 64 game at heart yeah but it is still way ahead of its time in many ways
1: well you'll probably hear me say this uh phrase a lot for 1984 it's really good like yeah it it still was an innovative idea intriguing in a a certain sense when i played it in the 88 you know and yeah especially looking you know comparing it with the commodore 64 version i think the nes does look a little better but it's all there
0: yeah they didn't really change anything from the gameplay and once you know it's a commodore 64 game you can definitely feel that in the way you're in one room at a time Mm -hmm. no scrolling and that kind of thing but it is interesting that it does have this rudimentary ai and a split yeah. screen that both are things you did not see very often in this era yes those are some of the big positives some of the negatives are that the gameplay loop is very repetitive oh absolutely
1: uh, and it's just as the levels get bigger it's just more you know more stuff to check which means more susceptibility to booby traps Mm-hmm. etc and since the maps are all always the same then you know you know where to go generally if you, yeah. you know that's why you can you can map it out so i think while it's a fun game to play if both players know nothing it could still be a fun game to play if both players knew everything mm-hmm. because then that's, it's like a race you know yeah that's You'll, how it
0: was for us yeah uh at first i knew everything but then then take long for ryan and evan to figure out everything and It was pretty fun because then it is a race. It's like, am I going to go for the weapon first? Am I going to try to, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on there. I I could see this game
1: definitely having much more value with the two-player situation.
0: Now, as far as sound goes, it's interesting because sound effect-wise, it definitely feels like it comes from the world of old PCs. Yeah, yeah. It is so, like, ringing, and like a lot of (laughs) the sound effects are that like kind of bell noise. It's like you could very much hear a lot of them coming out of that one speaker in the back of your old pc yeah yeah or whatever but uh what do you think about the music in this game well the song the i liked it <laughs> i i wrote that's exactly what i wrote the song the song is i love it, it. it. i i do
1: like it and but it, there's it was, only one yes there's only one forever and unfortunately I
0: mean, for the one song it's pretty good but no matter how good any one song is you want to hear more than one song when you're playing yeah. a game
1: but you it's, know i do I want to give them credit because it does sound like a spy-ish kind of
0: oh yeah i mean it's creepy. got a lot going on there it's got like two different uh i'm not a music person but you know it's got like different channels are doing different things it's really groovy somehow i think our listeners may hear several
1: selections from this very song <laughs>
0: yeah cuz <'cause laughs> there's not a lot to
1: spread around
0: <laughs> and, uh, now graphically i think it does everything it needs to yeah uh, they look like the spies they look more like them on the NES than they did in Commodore 64. I think yeah, they took yeah. advantage of the increase in resolution. Yep. Yeah. I do love the way they die and you turn into a little angel, angel and fly yeah. up with a harp. And I do love that the other spy laughs at that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. And I like that if you die from a pre-placed booby trap that was just in the thing. The other spy won't laugh. You'll only laugh if it was your booby trap that killed them.
0: And you get animations for like electrocution and that kind of thing as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the backgrounds are very, you know, they are incredibly similar. You have the same room with two to four objects that Mm -hmm. you've seen anywhere else. But it kind of works because it makes it feel like an actual building, an office. And And if the
0: rooms were too different, it would be way too easy to tell where the other spy was doing things at yeah it works for simul vision mm-hmm. and i do like that the items you interact with have enough fidelity that they look like what they're supposed to
1: yeah yeah simple objects i think the biggest drawback to this game is the toggling through the items system mm-hmm. it's a it's kind of a, it takes getting used to and granted it's not a twitch game or something that you're Actioning around, but it's still, you know, that's what really turned me off when I was a kid playing this game because I didn't understand. And I'm like, you have a select button that's unutilized,
0: like Yeah. I kinda wish you would have gone with uh toggle forward let A toggle backwards B or something like that, and then use select or start to activate.
1: I can't understand where I'm like, what were the controls on the C sixty four? Was this made to be played with a one button joystick or something? Yes. I mean that's the that was the standard for the Commodore sixty four which seems like a shame since they had keys. But, you know, I I feel like they could have done a little more work in the four years between then and when they ported it. But you take what you get, I guess.
0: All right, this is it—the level by level portion of our show, and this is an odd one to talk about because there's not a lot to talk about amongst these different levels.
1: No, it's just the the levels get progressively larger and more complex in, mm-hmm. in their map. With sometimes they get a second level. Yeah, with ladders that you use. It's but you know it's all the same items and the same traps are all hidden behind <laughs> with the same furnishings as
0: we've mentioned before. Yeah. Like you mentioned, when you start, you do have access to the map of the the place. Yeah, and then if there's a yellow square in the room, it has a booby trap in it. Yes, a room with a blue square or a blue circle has one or at least one of the hidden objects in it. Right, right. And that's a trick you can use: is you can you hide more than one. You can have more than one in a room, hopefully confuse your enemy. Yeah, yeah. And then if it has a large white or black square. Uh, that indicates which color spy is in that room.
1: Yeah, so it becomes a, a game of, you know, like we said, it's kind of a race. You're moving around this map, trying to keep tabs on the other person. Like, that's something, like, I really wish I could press select just to bring up the map so I didn't have to press B five times to get there, you know? Yeah, and when you're in map mode, the other player still running around. And they can see the map, too, so yeah, that's another kind of tactical decision you have to make where it's like, we'll both see it.
0: And they can also run in and shank you. They absolutely can. When you have that map open. So watch out. Now, level one, it only has a five-minute timer. And there are three levels of spy ranking you can earn. Those are you spy harder, what a guy spy, and a sky high spy. That's right. And a sky high spy is your best. So instead of telling you what you have to do to get through all of these, which is just going to be us reading numbers, I'm only going to tell you about the best. Sure. Sure. And the Sky High Spy for the level one is 20 seconds. Which sounds ridiculous, but is doable if you you know where you're going. Indeed. And how many rooms are in level one? Do you know? Uh, Yeah,
1: it's a... Level one is just a two by three rectangular... There's six rooms in a two by three form. And something we kind of forgot to mention, too, is that once you get all the four items you're looking for, then you have to make it... You have to get a briefcase to hold them, Mm. and then... You have to make it to, there's a door marked with an airplane, and that lets you make your escape from this room, and you fly off in a weird... Uh, <laughs> oh, I was,
0: let's save that for the ending.
1: Oh, sure, sure. Uh, then we have level two. It has a six-minute timer. This is a larger maze, but it, which is kind of weird. It's a kind of figure eight on its side. It's a This has 13 rooms in a kind of figure eight shape. Yeah, sideways. Yes, or I guess
0: infinity symbol might be more appropriate whoa whoa and to get your sky high spy you have to beat this level in 39 seconds or less which is i didn't do that (laughs) i never got a sky high spy so eh, it is what it is now level three has a seven minute timer and this is when things get a little more complicated
1: that's right this is a two floor maze and it has the lower floor has 12 rooms and the
0: upper floor has eight so we're up to 20 rooms total pretty crazy and that's a 47 second timer to get that Sky High Spy. Then level four is a 10 minute max time. Now this is a crazy uh, kind of shaped map. I don't know how to
1: describe it, but it Almost has, key shaped. Yeah, I guess key is probably the best description.
0: But back to just one level. That's right. And this has got about 24 rooms still creeping up there. Then you got level five. It's got a 15 minute maximum timer. Things are really starting to expand at this point. And by the way, you had to beat uh, level four in a minute, 40 seconds. So they gave you a whole extra minute on that one. Oh, hot dog. But level five is bigger in many ways because it not only has two floors, but the second floor is separated in two chunks. That's right.
1: With two separate entrances from below. So yeah. the bottom floor is kind of shaped like a dog bone. It's It's got 15 rooms and then you have two separate second
0: floors that each have seven rooms. All right. And you gotta beat that one uh in two minutes and forty-three seconds to get that super sky high spy. Come on, sky high spies. Yeah. Then
1: level six is also fifteen minutes. A much more interesting one where you have two separate first floors. It's like the inverse. Yeah, yeah. And they're both about ten rooms big, and then they are connected by a series of rooms that are linked together, and
0: that floor is about eleven rooms. So And then what's weird is the time goes down again. You have to beat this one in less than two minutes. It's, it's to crazy. To get that Sky High Spy. What's you going on to. here? You got to. Uh Level seven is your next level. It's a big increase. It's a 20-minute maximum time. And another big increase is the amount of space. That's right. Because it is another two floor. That's right. And the first floor has about 23 rooms. Yep. And the second floor has 17. Ooh. And then our final level is level eight. And they also give you 20 minutes to get the maximum time. Oh, by the way, level seven sky high time was two minutes thirty seconds,
2: Mm-mm-mm.
0: and a level eight is oddly enough almost the same size or smaller than level seven. That's true, though. But it is f- a tightly packed.
1: Yeah, yeah. In the past, there have been loops and stuff of of chains of rooms that go in a, a circle, but here no. It's all. It's a big grid of twenty five on floor one and nine rooms on floor two.
0: Now, you can't just go room to room. Sometimes they have different walls or dead ends as well. That's true. And you have to beat this one in one minute and 35 seconds to get that sky high spy.
2: Mm, mm, mm.
0: Now, the ending is the same for every level, even level eight. There's no special ending. But I do like the ending. Uh, If you have all four things and the briefcase, you can leave through that room with the plane on it. And once you do, you are now at an airport or the tarmac outside of this place. Right. You run across the screen. Apparently, off screen, you get into an airplane. You fly the airplane (laughs) off the runway into the sky. And just as you do, the other spy runs out to stop you. But it's too late. That's right. And then the place explodes and they die. Yeah. He runs back and forth in distress and then explodes. The end. Now, you do get um, a couple stats there. It tells you if you were playing versus a human or computer, what level it was, and the time remaining. Mm, Okay.
1: Yeah, we we should say, too, that this game... You know, it's all chosen from a menu. You don't have to play these levels in order. You you select you, computer, you know, and what level you guys want to play. So it's, uh, it gives you options.
0: It does. Well, folks, this is it. The final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power System with four categories, each category having a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. As much as I love the song, I still had to give this game a 2.0. OK, I went with a 2.5, but I
1: think it's good enough. I, I, I don't really feel like it needs better graphics. Not that they're great. And I, while well, I do like the song, it is the song.
0: Yeah. And it goes on and on. But for me, it was you know too many repeating graphics. Every level looks the exact same. We don't even get a color palette swap or anything like that. So yeah. just not enough of, of graphics or sound to get a higher score from me. Now we have Play Control, which I also gave a 2.0. I gave it a 2.0 as well. You know, moving around is not hard, but lining up with things can be a little confusing sometimes yeah yeah and that b button cycling control no good help. Man. there's no, got to no. be a better way and when you fight other people it is a little awkward you really have to line yourself up just right oh yeah yeah if you're both on if you're both unarmed and you're trying to
1: fight that's i don't it's just a slap fight i there's no i don't know how you're gonna strategically
0: win you know yeah next up is challenge factor I went with a 1.5. I went with a 1.0. Okay. <laughs> at least for the one player version, you know? Yeah. One player, the computer is, while they are not very smart, and you can outsmart them at every turn.
1: Yeah. Especially once you know where the knife is or the, the club, whatever the best weapon is, then the world is yours.
0: And finally, we have theme and fun. I gave it a 3.0. So did I, uh, you know, playing versus the computer is kind of fun, but if you can play this with another person, that's where this game really shines. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is a two player versus game on the NES with split screen. It's kind of a miracle for its time. Like I
1: almost wish there weren't weapons in the game. Like, cause I really think it's fun to like hide traps and you know, you're sneaking around and ex- mm-hmm. and searching and stuff.
0: Well, sometimes we would play with a no knife or no, no, uh, club rule. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nick, I ask the same question every week and will continue to do so as long as this show continues. Should you play this game? I'm surprised to say it, but yeah, give it a try. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be something you're going to play for hours and hours on end and probably not revisit very often. But if you've got someone else nearby, you can find a copy of this game used for a song. Sure. Yeah, it's a crazy thing to think about playing in 1984 it'd be you
1: know maybe then you probably would want to play it over and over again but it's still got an interesting premise that you can just oh if it wasn't for those controls you could if you could just pick up and play this i think it would be up there with like bubble bobble or something to just put on at like a party for some people to you know in and out play a few rounds or something but yeah
2: for
0: sure it's
1: not quite there but it, i think for the right people it it's worth checking out
0: Next week's game will be Skyblazer for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. And no, folks, it is not a shoot 'em up <laughs> No. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends.
1: That's right. If you want to let us know what your favorite segment of Mad Magazine was, you can do so at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Was it the lighter side of? I like the lighter side of. I, and you know, when I think back... Maybe that was part of the seeds that were planted for my affection for like 1970s fashion and home
0: decor and
1: stuff. Like
0: maybe like my wood paneling and. <laughs> but if your favorite part was the song parodies that were just the lyrics sung to the tune of, <laughs> yes, which was up there for me. You can let us know at Cartridge Command at Facebook or Cart Command on the Twitterverse. Yes. But, of course, we go out of our way to always thank those awesome, kind, and wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Oh, yeah. It it is their financial support that makes this show possible. That's right. Uh, We are just a couple of working class guys. Nick over here is working so much. The man's making him work overtime, mandatory. It's ridiculous. And, you know, we do this when we can, but it is your guys' support that does make it possible, that pays for any, you know, cables that need replacing our hosting fees, all that fun stuff. So if you don't give, consider doing so. Even a dollar helps us out. We really appreciate everyone that gives what they can. We do, and it does. So thank you all very, very much. Yes, thank you very much. And as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on. All right, cool. Cool, cool. Computer, stop. (laughs) I have my Amazons set to computer because I like to feel like I'm in Star Trek. That's way better. Way better than Alexa.